Today I want to continue on the theme of uh, prayer, breakthrough prayer, especially built around the, the um, scripture we're using from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 11, that God wants to bring a breakthrough and especially against the power of evil. So I want you to join me today as we pray because every significant breakthrough in both my life, Helen's life, and the life of this church has always come on the back of prayer and fasting. And I've gone back in my mind to just calculated how important prayer and fasting has been for us to rise and take hold of the uh, very things that God is wanting to entrust to us. Even this theatre came on the back of prayer and fasting. And I believe that God is right now leading us into a new season, a new place where we're able to bring breakthrough, especially in the environment we live in. So join with me in prayer. Today, God, we just lift our hands, we lift our heart. We trust you in this moment as we pray, as we fast, there's going to come significant breakthroughs, not only in individuals' lives, but corporately as a church. And even over our nation, we believe that you're going to move supernaturally. You're going to do what we could never do through our own efforts. And we ask for your divine intervention in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to just build on the whole thought of breakthrough prayer. And I'm going to move, uh, walk around the word move. The older you get, probably the more difficult it is to move. Um, and I have really experienced that. I'm really disciplining myself to actually do 10,000 steps a day. But as I start off in the morning at about half past five, I normally find my body is creaking and I've got to actually get it into motion. And I wonder really whether that's like you and me in prayer. But God wants us to move. He wants us to know how to move so that we're able to take hold of the very areas that God is wanting to release and bring breakthrough in our life. When, when we come to the areas that I want to share, I want you to think in three areas. I want you to think in the area of breakthrough for something personally. I want you to also think of breakthrough as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, that we might see more souls saved in the next 12 months than we've ever seen before. But I also want us to think of the extension of God's kingdom through equippers around the world, what God can do as we pray into these areas in Jesus' name. Probably we could add a fourth, and that is our nation, which desperately we need to continue to pray in. One of the areas that I, I believe God is doing by a spirit and the testimonies have been so encouraging is built around the word to awaken or wake up. And uh, I, I really sense that God is awakening the hearts of his people. It's almost as though we've been a bit apathetic, tired. We've experienced God in good ways, but I believe God wants us to come to another level and experience Him in excellent ways, in powerful ways. And as, just as we awaken, something happens. Both Helen and I came to, uh, not to Christ, but our hearts were awakened way back in 1970 in what is known as the charismatic renewal. And that really hit New Zealand and nations of the world where people were awakened in tr traditional churches. Their spirits came alive. God did supernatural significant things through that uh, season. Then we go on and we saw what took place through the, to what was called the Toronto Blessing towards the latter part of last year. All of them are there to point us to God and many significant things happened as lives were transformed. God placed direction 
vision, vision for the future in people's hearts. Right now, I, I, I don't believe we're waiting for awakening. I think we're in one. And uh, the testimonies of people's spirits that are coming alive right now for me is inspiring to show us that right now God is awakening His people. He's awakening our hearts to take hold of something fresh and new. In Zechariah, it just talks about this in uh, chapter four, verse one. It says, now the angel who talked with me came back and awakened me as a man who was wakened out of sleep. And it's like the angels of the Lord, the Spirit of God is stirring people's hearts to wake up and to really respond to the knocking of Christ upon the door of our heart so that we might enter into a new dimension of fellowship, prayer, understanding. <clears throat> and that's what God is wanting to accomplish through the season of fasting. Verse four in the same chapter, it goes on, it says, it's not by our might, nor by our power, but it's by God's Spirit. And to see God move supernaturally and to see that breakthrough against the enemy, we will need to witness God's power supernaturally. There's another wonderful scripture that I just wanna build on before I go to the areas that I wanna share. And it's found in Daniel chapter nine. And Daniel uh, was taken into captivity by the Babylonians. He grew up there. His education took place there. He served in that culture, but never allowing the culture to defile him. He was able to stay pure. He was able to stay sure. He was able to stay confident in his direction and his love for God. And it says in chapter nine, just reading from verses one to three, I'll just summarize uh, briefly by coming down about it. it says, in the year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books, the numbers of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, <coughs> excuse me, that he would accomplish 70 years of desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord and made my confession and said, Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. I, I just This particular passage of scripture took hold of my attention because here was Daniel in a place where he was brought to prayer and fasting, and it came out of him reading the old scroll of the prophet Jeremiah, the Word of God. He was reading it, and as he read it, he, came, uh, he was able to go back and reflect that God brought judgment against the disobedience of the nation of Israel and because of their neglect and not responding to the Word of God. And he saw that the captivity that took place would only last 70 years. So through the Word of God, he was able to discern and understand the seasons. And out of that, he was brought into a place where he would pray and fast and begin to uh, appeal to God right now, it's time for you to break through. And it's like that in our nation right now. I want you to pick up the urgency of what the Spirit of God is saying because God is right now used COVID, I believe, to arrest the church and for us to know the season we're in, not to be locked down like uh, Daniel was, he was locked down, locked in, but he knew the season 
season was over, it was ending. And I prophesy and declare this season is over. It's now time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's now time for us to begin to become more, in a sense, militant to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to broken humanity. I believe it's now to this fast, God's going to open up doors of opportunity. He's going to open up contacts, areas where families, people are going to come to Christ and come back to Christ. It's a time of awakening. It's a time of refreshing. That's the season we're in. To know the season is so important if we are to possess and take hold of what God is doing. I prophesy into equippers. I believe this is a time where buildings will come into place. We've prayed for them, but it's a season. This theatre, I saw way back in the night, middle of the 1980s, but in the middle of the 1990s, the Holy Spirit said to me at the beginning of January, it's now. And within two weeks, God opened up the, the, the ability to buy this, uh, this theatre. It's like that now. God, it's a now time for us to take hold of what God is doing. And our prayer and fasting is going to bring that spirit of breakthrough uh, into environments right throughout this nation. Everybody's hearing this word. Perhaps it's family members. Perhaps we're praying for an advancement in our work, our business. It's time for breakthrough. And it's for us to pick up and take hold of it. The scripture that I want to build from is again found in exactly the same setting. It's the children of Israel that had been locked down. They come out, 70 years had transpired, and they were coming out and they were returning to Jerusalem. There were several people who were involved in that, prophets of the Old Testament. One was Ezra. Uh, in the book of Zechariah, we see exactly the same scene. They'd returned. They were building, trying to, um, Zerubbabel was trying to build the temple, but they stalled. I won't go into that. And then another one is Nehemiah. And I want to pick up on the word, book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 4. And it just here uh, really speaks into uh, some of the areas that you and I can learn. And this is a learning scripture. It's a scripture where we can learn how to respond in the season of fasting, the season where we dedicate time. Fasting should not be a diet. Fasting is about disciplining our time to bring breakthrough. It's about disciplining our time to pray. Some people use it to, to actually lose weight. Probably not a good thing. It'll frustrate you more than anything else. But it's a time where we want to possess everything that God has for our life. Nehemiah is a story where the children of Israel had returned to Jerusalem, some of them. And in it, the walls right around it <clears throat> were broken down. And so therefore, they were constantly open to the reproach of the evil one. And so uh, God, through Nehemiah, uh, wanted to really restore and bring order back into the city. And so there came some people to Nehemiah. And in verse 4, uh, sorry, verse 3, he asks them a question. And he is talking about the, those who are in, in captivity. And uh, they respond, it says, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. And so it was when I heard these words, then I sat down and wept and I mourned many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your commandments and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ears be attentive to your, uh, and, and your prayers, uh, uh, sorry, your eyes open that we may 
that you may hear the prayers of your servant, which we pray, I pray, before you now. And here we see that uh, Nehemiah is, is caught with a situation. And we need to. I believe right now we need to be caught with our nation. We need to be caught with people who right now are living without Christ in their heart, our family, our friends, situation, to see God break through. And that needs to become something that takes hold of our life in a fresh, new living way. That's what I believe the move of the Spirit is currently where God is captivating people's hearts. And so building around the word move, I want you to just take hold of five areas that we can learn through the season of fasting. The first one I believe is so important is to move our eyes. So often our eyes, even while we're fasting, can actually be focused on the wrong thing. We can actually be focused on our circumstance or we can be focused on situations rather than focused on Jesus. And it just says uh, here in verse four, praying before the God of heaven. It was as though Nehemiah knew how to lift his eyes towards Jesus. He knew how to lift his eyes before God. He knew how to say, you are my focus. Right now, God, I don't fast for the, just the, the situation around me, but I look to you because you are the source of my breakthrough. And I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting us to lift our eyes towards Jesus Lift our eyes towards heaven to say that you are the source. I'm not just battling against something on the ground here, but I look to you, Jesus, because you are my victory. You are the source of my breakthrough. You are the source of my uh, life. You are the source of the supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit. And I believe as we lift our eyes, something supernatural is gonna begin to be, uh, something supernaturally will break through. When I was thinking about this, I thought, thought of the, the old song that probably we sung in my day. I think we occasionally we might sing it now, but it just says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. <clears throat> and that's a powerful song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I'm not gonna sing it because more would be, uh, more would be the... the um, the, the demand on my CDs and my book because of my great voice. So I will refrain from singing. But, but I believe, you know, the song is powerful. The words of song taken from the book of Hebrews chapter four, that we learn to look to Him. Don't look at COVID right now. That's not, our, that, that's not for us to battle. We look to Jesus because He is the, our victory. He's the one who's bringing the breakthrough. He will cause the schemes of the wicked to actually be destroyed. And I pray that we're able to stand strong in this hour by lifting our eyes towards the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The second area is for us to move our hearts. And so often it's so important not just to lift your eyes and look to Him, but to allow God to move your spirit, to move your heart. I sat down and I wept, said Nehemiah, burdened, compassionate for people. I remember just another quite an important area of breakthrough. Uh, when Helen and I came to Auckland, I decided that I think it was every Wednesday, but I can't quite remember that I would pray and fast for our city, the city of Auckland. And I set to every uh, lunchtime on that particular day, I would go and I would start at the top of K Road and I'll walk right down Queen Street. 
And I would just pray and then walk back up again. And as I walked, I was praying in the Spirit. I was not praying aloud, but just praying. And I, I, I learned just to look at the environment around me, not, not the environment of the, the city, the cars parked in the buildings, but the people. And I looked to, to, to just look into the eyes. And something shifted in my spirit, something shifted in my heart. And out of that, God gave me a burden or developed a burden in my heart through praying and fasting every week, just walking up and down Queen Street. God gave me a burden for young people in this city. The same time I used to stand on Mount Eden, that's where we lived and I would pray. And God often would move me to tears and in moments of praying and fasting, just that God would open up young people's hearts in this city, that we would see a move of God. And really in many ways, we haven't seen complete what God wants to do. But God, through the ministry of equippers here in Auckland, has been able to reach into the brokenness of young people and lift them up and build them into a dignified life. And I believe it comes on the back of prayer and fasting. But when you look to Jesus, you cannot help but change something in your heart, something within you moves. And right now I believe the Holy Spirit wanting us not just just look at the circumstances, not look at all the things that are going wrong in our environment, but look to Jesus. Let your heart be moved because when your heart is moved, then you're able to move in prayer and shift something through the environment or God is able to. The third area is to move our confession. He just says, please let your ears be attentive to our and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now. And he confessed, he brought a confession. Again, I'm just bringing testimonies. When we came to Auckland, we came into a very small church uh, group of people. It had been here for many, many years. And, uh, and I just, at the start, we were here, I think about six months, and it just sort of seemed like there was a ceiling. There was no breakthrough. We couldn't break through. And we would have a meeting with all the pastors in the city. And I don't know how this happened, but in that particular meeting, God was able to bring many of the ex-pastors who had been part of this church. And so I opened up. I just opened up and I said, I, I don't know. You know, the more I read about this church, the more I see that there's things in the background that have not been good. There's been division, division there's been ambition, there's been fights, there's been things that have gone wrong. And I just said, I wonder whether you could join me today in taking responsibility for what's happened in the past. And I remember these men humbly listening to my cry and responding. And that day we confessed, we prayed. We said, we're so sorry for the things that have happened in the past. So sorry for the things that have uh, left a mark, even left a bad testimony. And these guys took responsibility. They confessed, they prayed. And that day was the beginning of God just beginning to open something new. God started to open up something new. And that's so true in yours and my life. We've got to often deal with things in the past if we're to possess our tomorrow. And in this period of fasting, don't just hit against something. Say, what am I hitting against so that you can begin to identify it and then get a breakthrough. And often there's a bit of work to do if we are to see that breakthrough happen. The fourth area is just in the area of move our faith. You go to the latter part of Nehemiah chapter one, it just talks about let your servant prosper this day. And so as he was able to bring confession 
as he moved his eyes towards heaven, as he was able to let his heart be burdened with the heart of the Holy Spirit, as he was able to break in and break through, move his confession, God then released faith. Something stirred within him. He had a conviction. He had a holy conviction that God was now going to bring the breakthrough. Something was going to happen. Something was going to be released. And that's what prayer and fasting does. It often brings us to a place of faith where we no longer dwell in a place of negativity and unbelief, but we rise with confidence to say, we can possess what you've given us to possess. We can bring breakthrough. And here he was in Persia. He was under the king of Persia, but God gave him prosperity. God brought breakthrough into his life. God moved his heart towards faith. And then number five, to move to favour and action. And it just says in chapter two, I said to the king, if it pleased the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's, my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. And he found favor. He found the ability to move out. And it's so so, so amazing when you pray and fast, how often God changes your environment. Faith is released but then you begin to move into an environment where your actions are renewed. But so, so wonderful with God, because when, you, when, when your actions, when you start walking and your actions are built on this foundation of prayer and fasting, it's so amazing how God brings favour into your life. Sometimes the circumstances that we actually are working against, all of a sudden light open up. Some difficult situations that we could think would never change, they change. Sometimes where money would, would, would be a hesitation. I remember, just as I just came into my mind, I, I remember as a church, one day the person who let under, uh, was looking after our finances many years ago just said, today we need $10,000, otherwise we're in trouble. And I don't know why I said it, but I just said, today we're going to get favour. And by lunchtime, this guy walked in and he had a check of $10,000 and he placed it on my desk. He said, I don't know where this came from, but boy, you had some faith this morning because look at this. And I believe that's the God we serve. When you pray, when you fast, God is able to do supernatural and the breakthroughs come. And I believe right now God is looking for us to not only to pray, not only to fast, but to let faith build so that we're able to take, take our, uh, our faith and start with confidence to walk with action and to move into what God has. So that the king of Persia, he was able to release Daniel. Ah, sorry, he was able to release Nehemiah. And he moved. And in chapter two, as you read it through, and I'm not reading it through, he went to Jerusalem. By night, he went right round the wall and surveyed the damage and the situation. When he, when he walked around that wall, he, he never had doubt. He never had despair in his heart. His heart was always filled because he'd prayed, he'd fasted with faith, understanding that God was in this. Something was gonna happen. And he came back and he brought the people who were in the city together. And he said, come on, come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And the people respond. And they say, let us rise up and build. 
let us rise up and build. Whenever prayer and fasting is focused in the right direction, God will always bring a breakthrough. It's my testimony. I've just seen it going to London, frustrated, but praying and fasting. God, give us divine opportunity. God honoured that moment. And right now I speak into your world, wherever you are listening, I prophesy, speak. Do not settle for your current environment. Begin to pray and fast for members of your family, members of your home, your business, your finances. But don't just look selfishly. I know there are selfish needs, but look to the Kingdom. Let's start to pray that we will see the greatest harvest. And I believe it's true in 2022 that we've ever seen in this nation from the south right to the north. I prophesy and I declare salvation. I declare doors opening because we are praying, we're fasting and we're believing that this is a moment for God to move by the power of His Spirit. We're ready, we've confessed, we're taking hold of our destiny, we're taking hold of our tomorrow in Jesus' Name. But also pray for our nation that the scepter of wickedness cannot rest on this land allotted to the righteous. We declare that all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. We prophesy even into the face of difficulty, we speak the Word of God. We say, enemy, you can no longer hold this nation from its destiny. We release it into its purpose in the Name of Jesus. Do you know it just takes one or two men and women who get hold of that in the Spirit. Young people, get it in the Spirit. Enjoy life. Go on an adventure, but be determined to say, I'm going to leave a legacy. Older people, don't just get caught in your environment. Don't just cruise through the centre part of your life. But allow the Spirit of God to get into your heart. Use this time of praying and fasting, perhaps to deal with some areas you've neglected. But let God position you. Let God put something in your spirit that you're able to move forward into what God has. And if you're not standing, please stand right now as we come to a point of prayer, as we turn our eyes on Jesus today. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He even said Himself as He prayed, lifting my eyes towards heaven, He cried out, Father. We cry out today, Father, in the Name of Jesus. We believe for Your divine intervention in our nation. We believe for Your divine intervention over lives. We believe for divine intervention, uh, Father, through equipers churches, for buildings, Father, for the release. We prophesy, we speak it today in Jesus' Name for divine intervention. Supernaturally, we ask You to break through. Supernaturally, we ask You to do what we could never do in our own humanity. We need You. We need You. And today we allow our hearts even to be burdened with the things you want them to be burdened with. To be filled with a compassion that will reach into the very need around us. We, we, we just open ourselves. We pray there will come in the next two weeks as we finish this, this fasting. Come on, let's arise and build. We've got mission. We're not going to waste our time. We've got a job to do. 
We've got a nation to save. We've got churches to be established. Right now, they're young people. God is speaking to your spirit. And you just, as I pray, you're saying, I'm one of those people. And God is going to use you even in your youthful age to be a dynamic leader, to usher in His kingdom. Right now, Father, we thank You for speaking. You're raising up leaders. You're raising up businessmen. You're raising up businesswomen. You're raising up nation trainers. You're raising up people with creativity that is inspired by the anointing of God. We release Your presence. So as we finish, move. Just say the word, move, move. Move your eyes. Move your heart. Move your confession. Move your face. And move to favour and action. In the Name of Jesus, we thank You. Amen.